Songmaster. My name is Richard Villegas, and uh, we are still in New York City, killing it with these interviews, with these playlists, with these amazing guests. Um, right now, we're listening to a song by Reina Tropical. It's called Como Fuego. So we're going to wrap up the song, uh, and we'll be right back with some very, very special guests. Today, I have a great, uh, you know, pleasure of, of chatting with uh, Reina Tropical. I have Sumo here. I have Fabi Reina. How are y'all doing, kids? Really? Waking up. Waking up. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> but Waking we're good. Yeah. Mood. But feeling really great. You know that, that feeling like when you feel hungover, even though you didn't really drink <laughs> exactly. too much? Yeah, that. I'm like, it's not fair, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, because y'all are hella jet lagged, right? Because like yeah. you're yeah. visiting from L.A. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, what, what are y'all doing out here? We're playing a show. We're pl- well, so we're playing here. Uh, we're playing at this hostel tomorrow on Saturday, and and I, I guess you know we're just playing shows. Yeah. And this is our second time in New York. Last time we were here in December with Bomba Stadio, and that was like a huge, crazy show. And now we're like feeling it out for ourselves. Yeah. What it's like to play headliner Reina Tropical shows. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's really major. I mean, and I, I definitely want to talk about the whole Bomba Stereo connection in mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's so cool that you're going to be out here. I feel like, I, you know, it's cool that you're performing at this hostel. First of all, I, I mean, I'm from New York and I've lived here for many years. I've only ever been to one hostel here. I had, like, friends stay at a hostel once upon a time. And I was like, oh, yeah. this is actually really cool. And, yeah. like, it looks modern. It looks clean. The last yeah. one I went to did not look like any it, of those things. Yeah. Some of them are sketch. Cool. Depending on where you go, I guess. I know that you're performing as part of Latin Expressions with uh, yeah. DJ Bembona. Uh-huh. Is this um, a regular series, or is this something that uh, this hostel is trying to start? I believe I believe it is a, a summer series that they cool. just started. I, I believe it's last year that's when they started. So, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, uh, for the listeners at home uh, that might not know Reina Tropical, who are you? What do you do? 
You want me to start? Go for it. Okay. Well, um, I'm Fabi Reina. I'm the singer, guitarist, uh, bassist of Reina Tropical. And Sumo uh, to my left here. Yeah, Go ahead. I'm Sumo here, and I am the producer uh, who puts everything else together aside from the vocals and guitars. How would you describe the, the sound of Reina Tropical? Because there's this whole sort of like Caribbean aspect to it. Neither of you is particularly Caribbean, I don't think. Uh, um, we both come from similar yet very different worlds. Like, uh, I was born in Cancun, and oh, cool. um, I was raised on the border of McAllen and Reynosa. And, but my world uh, is very, I started very much like indie and punk mm-hmm. and I'm not gravitating towards like more cumbia vibes and starting to really like understand the music of my cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I met Sumo, he can explain his own situation, but we kind of blended our worlds of music, but also our worlds of activism. I very much focus on like queer identity and being a Mexican woman mm-hmm. living in America and um, and just like what those crossovers are, which I, that's what I write about. And so, you know, that's kind of what I bring to the table of Reino Tropical. Cool. Yeah, so I, I was also born in Mexico in Guerrero and um, uh, before I met Fabi, I was mainly just focusing on making my own music, which is like, I guess I would describe it as world music electronica. Mm-hmm. And so having her play the guitar on, on top of a lot of the, the stuff that I already had um, done and like even like her, hearing her vocals on top of it like I thought it sounded really cool um, but yeah I mean I come from like more of the electronic world music kind of vibe um, cool. and just digging deep into like the, the African diaspora and Latin America like I, I was really inspired yeah. by all of those sounds yeah, I mean, I really do. Uh, those are very interesting perspectives that I, I look forward to diving into a little bit deeper. But yeah, because like the sound of Reina Tropical, again, it's it's the guitar that like immediately pulled me in because again, it's like a very sort of like, uh, it's like an, almost like an African p- guitar picking. It's almost like mm-hmm. Afrobeat or in a way, in some ways, like a lot of Caribbean rhythms, uh, maybe like uh, like Calypso or yeah. just like, it's very like this fast sort of like sauroso, yeah. very fresh yep. uh, guitar picking. Where does yeah. that come from? Well... I kind of, I think we kind of dived into it a little bit in Colombia because a couple people asked me and uh, to be honest, like I have, I kind of just play my guitar in the way that I feel it in my body mm-hmm. and it happens to be that kind of style. I've never listened to it before I met Sumo, but oh, cool. I met Sumo and he, you know, he was like, all right, you're kind of playing this style of music. Have you ever heard this music? And I was like, no, actually. My my inspiration came from the, like, I feel like what my generation has entered into cumbia is Roots of Chicha. Okay. Uh-huh. And, you know, so I loved, the, I was, like, obsessed with that guitar. And, like, I tried to learn as much of those songs as I could on guitar. And then I turned it into my own thing. But, yeah, and then also, like, indie, like, La Luz. Like, mm-hmm. you know, listening to them and taking their surf vibes. It's just merging all of those things. But... I would I would say that I wouldn't say that I'm directly inspired by that. Um, I may be now, but it's more so like I'm discovering it as I'm playing it. Very cool. Yeah. Um, well, uh, you know, we have a whole lot of conversation, a whole lot of playlist uh, to get through today with Reina Tropical. You guys have been super kind to uh, curate this for us. Um, I want to go back real quick to the song that opened the show, which is Como Fuego. Um, at time of recording, this is your most recent single. There is a new single uh, dropping that will be out by the time this episode airs. Uh, tell me a little bit about Como Fuego. You want to start with the drums? The drums. Uh, oh yeah. The um. So like I said, a lot of the 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 from, like the inspiration from like the drums and the 
the percussion comes like in on my behalf comes from Colombia. Okay. So it actually has a lot of um, Colombian percussions, and uh, that is basically how I laid out the drums. And then there's a lot of like um, rainforest sounds and a lot mm -hmm. of like third world. Um, samples that I threw in there mm -hmm. and uh, I believe we recorded that in Portland yeah in my room so every I, I guess we should say that every song that we record is done uh, like we improvise it in a four hour span okay so like we'll meet up we live in different cities right I live in Portland he lives in LA so um, he came to Portland uh, specifically to record we don't have anything prepared beforehand we meet up in a room we're like okay I'm like send, like let me hear like a four bar beat and then I'll start layering chords Cool. Like, that just come to me on the spot. And then I'll layer bass. And then I'll layer lead guitar. And then I'll layer vocals. And he's adding samples as we go. Is that her, how Como Fuego exactly. was born? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Well, I want to get a little bit, again, more into your personal histories, a little bit more yeah. into, like, your, your methods. Uh, but let's move on to some, uh, some more music. Uh, and then we'll, we'll dive back in. Uh, up next, we have a song by El Guincho. It's called Palmitos Park. Um, and Sumo, you were very like, yeah, this is a big influence on, on what we do. Or yeah. what you do, maybe. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, like, when I started making music, like, six years ago, that was one of the, the people that really inspired me to make music. I wanted to make music like, like El Guincho. Um, so when I came across his music, I was like, wow, this is really dope because it's tropical, mm -hmm. but he's not necessarily like based in Latin America. Yeah, no. And when I first heard it, I was like, wow, this is so dope. Like, I, I want to learn how to like make music just so I can make stuff like this. And uh, I think you can kind of hear some of that influence in, in Reina Tropical. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, El Guincho is mostly known for uh, uh, his album Pop Negro, which uh, had that like song that was like such a huge hit. But I highly encourage y'all to find Palmitos Park. And I believe that's the name of this. No, it's uh, that's uh, Alegranza. It's Alegranza, the album. Right. Uh, and that was his first record. And it's so like raw and cool and energetic. I highly, highly, highly recommend it uh, to all the listeners out at home. Uh, so again, we're listening to, to that now. Again, this is El Guincho with Palmitos Park. Uh, and we'll be right back with more Reina Tropical. Get out! 
me saludan second song that we just heard is, actually Sumo this is another one of your picks this is by Quita Penas um, uh, it's called Oro and I, I, again, I wanted to pair it with El Guincho because again like Quita Penas are really good with this like really fast sort of cumbia sound yep. uh, tell me a little bit about Quita Penas and, and Oro cool um, so Oro is one of their, their, new, their newest singles and uh, Quita Penas um, they're good friends of mine and um, I, they're, they're these Mexican-American kids that really dive deep into the um, African diaspora. Um, and so their music is not necessarily like so much cumbia as much as it is more like champeta and funana and other diasporic sounds from, um, from you know, from that African diaspora influence. And uh, really fun ba- band to watch. I'm a huge fan. But... Uh, but yeah, I think people should check them out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know that they're making quite a bit of ruido uh, out yeah. in L.A. right now. Yeah. I feel like there's this big sort of cumbia wave 
um, again, that's like aligning a lot with with uh, activism. Yeah, um, I think that's really totally. interesting. And 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 Fabi, that was one of the first things that you highlighted yeah. that so much of your creative perspective comes from sort of uh, work in activism or yeah. an activist standpoint. Um, let's 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 give a little bit of history to that. So you said yeah. you're from Cancun. Uh-huh. You grew up on the border. Yeah. Um, I know now you live in Portland. Yeah. So at what point do you start sort of like well, taking but, on this oh, this direction? So I yeah, I was raised. I was like raised in thirds, and now fourths, like Cancun, Reynosa, and Austin, and now Portland. Oh, and wow. between McAllen and Portland, I kind of like was a teenager, but I learned how to play guitar, and I experienced the whole like girls don't play guitar thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, okay, where do I fit in? Blah blah blah. And so when I like turned 18, I was like, okay, I'm gonna start this magazine, She Shreds, and it's a magazine yes. that's about women guitarists. And through that, I learned a lot about a lot about the perspectives of people that have been silenced or haven't been able to, have never been asked, okay, what's your music about? You know, have, like literally, that, that hasn't never been a question. So for me, it's always at the forefront. You know, it's, it needs to be because if it's not, then people are going to assume something about me. Absolutely. And so I, I just kind of like look at the world as like a, there's, in order for me to see whatever I want to see, like, and, and for it to like continue to evolve, I have to put it, in front of people mm-hmm. and, and um, I think that activism especially in the Latinx community and especially as women um, I mean it's just it's inevitable you know you're yeah. born as an activist <laughs> you're and and um, I think it's and I think that it's up to it's up to us to like yeah to challenge that yeah and absolutely. To, to keep growing it yeah. Um, I've definitely heard of She Shreds over yeah. the years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, again, I want to get into a little bit of personal history. So, like, when do you pick up the guitar? Uh, I picked it up when I was nine. Cool. Yeah. Um, and I started, like, you know, like, doing little shreddy, shreddy little things, <laughs> so, like, Jimi Hendrix or something stupid, like, cool. <laughs> you know, I mean, just, like, really your generic story. But, um, yeah, I played classical guitar. I won awards. Like, I did. Wow. I did. I've done, like, every genre, you know, like, classical guitar, blues, punk, cumbia, like, all. and so that all kind of also, you know, translates into... Well, how I play now, mm-hmm. which is kind of like, well, how do I play? It's not just one way because I've never just played any one way. It's all just a accumulation of genres. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, when when do you start your first band? Um, well, I started my first band when I was like 10. Work. I know. <laughs> I know. And I like literally played shows and stuff. And, you know, I've always I've always just been like, uh, okay, I'm going to start a band and I'm going to really do it. You know, like yeah. I like started, I booked my first show when I was 15 um, and I organized my first festival when I was 18. So Stop. what I, was the festival called? It's called Shredfest. It was actually to raise money for my, the magazine. Amazing. And so it was 15 bands and all women from the Pacific Northwest. Um, and yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, I can go um, Have you heard of the Bralettes from, uh, from Dallas? Mm, I don't think so. They're this trio of like, just a, it's this garage bot rock trio, like dope. these three dope girls. Are, um, I, I'm currently working with a friend to yeah. try and help them book shows oh, across yeah. the south of the U.S. and the north of Mexico. Well, that's the thing. It's just dope. like, you know, there's, we have all existed for so long. It's like now it's like okay, there's, like, opportunities for visibility. Mm. And so I think that more and more people are, like, coming up, you yeah. know? And specifically women or queer or non-binary are, like, seeing themselves able to do that. Absolutely. But, you know, back then it wasn't the case. How is uh, She Shreds born as uh-huh. a, the magazine? Um, I mean, 
honestly, I don't. Uh, I feel like it's one of those things. Like I did it because I just felt like I needed to. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something I really thought. It was just like, okay, I'm doing it, and for some reason that turned into like a magazine when I was like 21. Um, but it was just born by community, like through community yeah. support and through community like donations of time. Um, so I brought together like a bunch of people from the community that were like, yeah, we definitely, you know, we want to be represented, etc. We all like wrote and illustrated and volunteered our time. Very cool. And yeah. Uh, around what year was that? That was like 2013. Dope. Yeah. I know that there's one in, uh, there's a magazine in Brooklyn and I believe it, it's about uh, women drummers, drummers and percussionists yeah. and I forget the name of it. You... Tom Tom. There we go. Uh-huh. Yeah. And actually, before I started She Shreds, I played the Tom Tom South by Southwest show. Oh my God. And so that definitely inspired me. And I was like, because, you know, I, I didn't ever think that that was possible. And then I saw her and I played that showcase and I was like, okay, this That's is a calling. Crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, Sumo, I want to, I want to shift over to you. So like, again, like, again, you're more on the electronic mm-hmm. uh, end of this, of this yep. storyline. So uh, again, you're from Guerrero. Yeah. Uh, around what age do you come to the U.S.? Uh, I was about eight years old. Cool. Where'd you grow up? Um, it's this place called Aracelia, which is kind of like far off um, from Acapulco. Okay. Maybe like two, two, three hours away. And how about in the U.S.? Always in L.A.? Oh, in uh, yeah, Long Beach, Long Beach, California. Okay, Yeah, cool. which is like, it's still L.A. County, but it's like the coastal part of L.A. How'd you, how'd you get into music? Were you always, like, into production? Uh, no, well, I mean, like, in high school, I played, like, in punk ska bands, and then, like, uh, and then I stopped playing music completely, like, about in my, like, after high school, and... Um, what and was your I, instrument of choice? Uh, the bass. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I, had, I, have a, I had a stand-up bass then. Um, Whoa. Yeah. I know. It's that's a big thing to carry. It's like super <laughs> probably heavy. bigger than you. Huh? Yeah. It Were, was bigger than me, yeah. <laughs> Were you, like, taking that to the ska shows? Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, my God. I still my parents. I want to see a photo yeah. so bad. Have you ever heard of Rebel Cats from yes. Mexico? Yeah, yeah, yeah That is sure. a great show. Yeah. They're yeah. crazy. Yeah, um, no, they're dope. That's what I'm picturing you doing now. Just, like, running around <laughs> yeah. with that bass. That thing is huge. Um, but I didn't get back into music until, like, six years ago. Okay. Um, and more on the electronic side. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, actually she was pointing out about like how, um, she was talking about activism Mm -hmm. and we, we have this really cool like thing that we're pushing, which is, um, queer love in Afro Mexico because on her behalf, like, like being active and pushing like, you know, like the the whole queer movement and like for me, like, um, you know, being from Guerrero and seeing that Afro-Mexicans are being counted for the first time in yeah. 2020 as part of the census, it's kind of like embarrassing and ridiculous that a group of people were not counted for. Yeah. Um, and that's like, yeah, I think we share that passion uh, as far as like, you know, pushing agendas through our music. Absolutely. Yeah. And we were able to link those two things together. And I feel like um, it's very important that we vocalize as creative and music makers uh, vocalize how we really feel about what's going on absolutely yeah Yeah, I mean yesterday I was talking to Combo Chimbita uh, also for the show and and again like the thing that I that I kind of like drove home with them is that like their music is so much a collection of sounds and it's like it's very like they're immigrants and it's so much a representation of migrations like uh, you know of of spirituality of sounds because like yeah sure there's cumbia kind of at the root of it but like it goes into like bullerengue and yeah. like you know palo and like ancestral traditions from like all over, uh-huh. uh, and I feel like your music is so much of that. Again, like Fabi, you like yeah. you know you referenced 
chicha. Yeah. You know, you're talking totally. about uh, Rusuma, You're talking about like electronic uh, world music. Yeah. Um, tell me some of your like sonic inspirations, uh, Sumo, like uh, in in terms of production. Um, I spend a lot of time on YouTube, just like watching documentaries on like um, just music from around the world. But like, I think for the most part, just watching like a lot of stuff from Colombia. That's been a mm-hmm. big inspiration. Like um, champeta, buyerengue. Yeah. Um, the percussion sounds and um, and I and I get inspired by these sounds and I, I record like little bits and samples of uh, whatever I hear and I put them in folders so that I can later use them. I'm not sampling music. I'm sampling bird sounds a lot of the times or That's just cool. like little sounds that we can use without getting in trouble. Um, <laughs> But, um, yeah, that's pretty much what I do. I collect libraries or put together libraries of sounds that I like. And What do you look for in a sound? What's, what's compelling? What's a beat that, um, that interests you? It, in my case, because it's electronic, I try to bring a warmer sound. Okay. And if I can find sounds from nature or just, like, people chanting. You hear a lot of chants in our, in our tracks, just people shouting things and chanting in the cool. ju- things in the jungle. So anything that I can bring to make it sound a little bit more real and warm and world-like, um, so it's not just like a electronic sound. Yeah, you it's know. it's atmospheric almost without right. just it being like just white noise. You right, know? And, right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I uh, a band like Mowgli from Colombia yeah. does a lot of those like sounds from nature, mm-hmm. which is really exactly. cool. Or even a lot of the Ecuadorian rappers, uh, uh, Mateo Kingman yeah. also has a yeah, bit of yeah. that um, in his production. That's very very cool. Um, when, uh, actually, I want to get into like how y'all met in the next section. Cool. Uh, let's let's run to Portland real quick because okay. I that's where you live, Fabi. Yeah. Um, and you play in another band called Savila. Yeah. Um, exactly. And we're gonna listen to a song called Danza up next. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me a little bit about Savila. So Savila is with um, my bandmates Brisa and Papi, and Brisa and I have actually been writing music together for about eight years. Cool. Um, and we both are on the same page of like, she grew up totally differently as a Mexican-American woman, and I did too, and we are literally both coming into like realizing who we are as that, as that combination. And our music is very much about like generational healing and ancestral healing as women. So my focus on that band is really about Mexican women. Okay. And it very much is just like we we are ourselves are healing and we ourselves are trying to figure out our identity and we write about it and we hope that other people who need that kind of um, that kind of community can can hear it in the, in our music. Absolutely. What's the what's the sound of of Savila? I always think that the best way to describe it is like Cumbia world R and B. Okay. It's like very like I feel like it has the rhythm of cumbia, mm-hmm. but it has the like like combinations and community of world, but it has the like sexiness of R and B. Cool. Yeah. So um, that's how I would describe it. Excellent. Well, yeah. uh, let's go ahead and listen to that now. Oh. One last thing I'm going to say actually is that. Um, it is also like kind of punk because it's just three people uh-huh. and um, and I loop everything. Cool. So I, I loop the guitar and the bass and the synth and uh, my bandmate sings and then we have a drummer. Amazing. Yeah. Dope. Okay, so again, this is Sabila. Uh, the song is called Danza and we'll be right back with more Reina Tropical.
you know, you just treat me like a regular coil, and I'm not a regular coil, you know? I know, Coco. Well, what are you gonna do about it then, Johnny boy? He said he like it when I wear his favorite outfit. Lipstick, high heels, full outfit. Baby said I keep up lit like a matchstick. He said all his other niggas couldn't hack it. He wanna lick me, slurp, slurp on his mattress. He said, come here, baby, daddy, need the practice. Sometimes he don't treat me good, but I still write his dick, though. All up in my asshole, he curl all of these tentos. When he kiss me off, he forego all of his bang rolls. Take me to the mall, let me cop myself some new clothes. Yo, biggie little poppy, he wanna fuck me in a hotel lobby. Booty get it up so sloppy, he a bottom of tonight, he wanna top me. Yo, he said he like it when I wear his Girl Marky, freak up in these streets and off in these sheets, y'all. So tell me what the deal, little bunny. You said my body tastes like honey. You wanna hop on, little bunny? You ain't got to act so funny. Oh, you could get the sample, cost on size. Fill up on these thick thighs, yo. Might save your life. Roll a little treat, we can get high. Uh. Roll a little treat, we can get high. Uh. Daddy like it when I wear his favorite outfit Lipstick, high heels, full outfit How was that, Coco? We can work on it, Johnny boy <laughs> Alright, and we're back And the second song that we just ho- uh, heard is by Marquis called Full Outfit. Now, um, Fabi, you live in Portland, and you were telling me Marquis uh, is one of these sort of like pillars of, of Portland indie uh, yeah. today? Or no, of rap? Portland uh, rap. So, oh, yeah. yeah, Portland rap. She is <clears throat> incredible, like visually, performance-wise, and musically. It's just, um, yeah, it's out of this world. I really feel like they're doing something in Portland that no one else is, and... Um, and doing it in a way that is like very like global, mm-hmm. not just Portland specific, but in a way that like people, anyone in the world can be like, oh shit, that is next level yeah. as a queer rapper as well. Um, so yeah, that's Marquis. That's cool. Yeah. Um, what um, I, again? You uh, you know we've we've talked obviously you're out yeah. out in Portland, so is Savila y La Bamba is yeah. from Portland. What uh, you know? This is a show about uh, mostly like Latin or Latin American indie yeah. artists. What is indie for Latinos out there? Like, well, I will Latinx say, is? I will say actually that it is important. It is important for me to to acknowledge Marquis as as much as as anything in Portland because mm-hmm. honestly, it's not necessarily a Latinx community. It's like a it's like a it's a person of color community in, in, mm. in Portland. You know, we stick together, and like Marquis and Tavila have played shows together. Cool. Even though they're queer rap, and I mean rap through a queer perspective, and Sabila is like cumbia, whatever. You would never put. You might not necessarily consider those two to go hand in hand, mm. but in Portland, 
we support each other. And there's a lot of the, that kind of support and that kind of collaboration. Um, as far as Latinx specific, there's a co collective that I um, that I'm in called Noche Libre. Okay. And it's all Latinx um, DJ, uh, femme DJs. Okay. And um, and Edna Vasquez, who's like the mariachi ranchera kind of voice in Portland, mm -hmm. and she, yeah, also incredible. But like I said, like we all sort of uplift each other. Absolutely. Yeah. What's the What's the landscape for a POC musician? Uh, in Portland because I know it's like obviously yeah. like vastly majority white um. yeah and that you know that's what people see and like that is definitely something that really exists in Portland but like personally for Savila like we played 10 shows in our, our, like throughout throughout a year or two in Port in Portland that were all sold out because like the people the like raza in Hillsboro and in the suburbs drive uh -huh. in like they drive in because they support and like there's a space for them, mm -hmm. you know? But, like, I think that you have to create the space for the, for people 100%. who aren't, like, who live in a city that li clearly doesn't create space for them. But yeah. if you create the space for them, they'll show up. Like, there's a huge population of, of Raza and of, and of African-American and of Asian, of Asian communities in Portland. Yeah. There's a running joke on, on the show, like, when you, like, ask, whenever I ask someone, you know, what's the scene like in blah? And they'll always respond, what scene? And it's and like right and that's that's a consistent sort yeah. of like you know you have to like there is always something there it could be your yeah. your primos band and may, may not be the great totally band cool. but if you show up other people will feel encouraged to yeah. show up other artists might like start taking it right. and like and that's eventually how things grow but like you have to participate you can't just expect things to magically manifest right so and that's very and cool. specifically specifically in Portland like the scene needs oh. to exist if we want to like if we want to exist like if we want yeah. to exist you know so in portland no one's going to create it for you for you yeah. or for us like we definitely have to work to create it ourselves absolutely yeah. sumo i want to talk a little bit about living in la because la already has such a vibrant uh latinx community yeah. and and there's so much of it that is linked to activism other folks that like you know maybe that's not so much uh, a part of their discourse because again there is already a large community and they're yeah. kind of set Tell me a little bit about navigating that, that landscape out there. L.A. is a really cool place to be if you're an artist, music maker, or activist. Um, there's a lot of support. There's a lot of um, inspiration. Um, it can be a little bit overwhelming, too. Life mm -hmm. is very fast-paced. I mean, I, can, you know, I think New York and L.A. are very similar in a sense. Um, L.A. is a little bit more spreaded out, can be a little bit more segregated, but um, there's a strong community of Latinx um, activists, artists doing really cool stuff. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I don't know. Growing up in L.A., for me, it's always been a love and hate situation because of the pretentiousness of the city, too. Fair. Um, and a New Yorker relates. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, half of me wants to leave every day. The other half wants to stay. So it's like a constant battle. Um, but um, as an artist, I think L.A. is a really great place to be. Mm. A lot of inspiration there. Um, I'm curious about, um, you know, Sumo Hair has been also a solo project of yours. I would imagine you weren't born called Sumo Hair. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> but it is a, a solo project of yeah. yours that's been going on, you said roughly for about six years. Yeah. Um, who, like, when you were coming up, um, who were you playing with? Who, like, you know, who, who were you sharing lineups with? Who was around you? Cool. Um, well, the whole thing started because we, we uh, me and my two friends started a party called Dinamita. Oh, cool. And, and that party is like mainly based um, in East LA, and uh, it was a gathering for people to listen to cumbia. Dope. And that's why I started making music. I started making mashups for the party. 
Dope. And after that, um, I was learning the software that I was using really well. Like Ableton is what I use. And um, then I started to like uh, record stuff into Ableton. I mean, I play the, I'm very limited, but I can play the, the bass, the keys, and the guitar. So I would kind of like do whatever I could to record. And, um, and then I would start sampling stuff. And, uh, and that's how Sumo Hair, the project, started. And um, um, yeah, but it was mainly a solo project because I was still learning and it was difficult for me to collaborate with people because my self-confidence was in there. Sure, fair. Um, Takes time to build it. Yeah. So as time has gone by, like I've gotten a little bit more confident with collaborating and working with people. Mm-hmm. So whenever I'm not doing stuff with Reina Tropical, I'm like trying to record somebody or trying to collaborate with somebody else to make something. I don't know. We, Tell me, t- oh. we were actually each other's first, like, he was my first pers- collaborator as a, like, DJ producer, mm-hmm. and I was his first collaborator as, like, an instrumentalist. So we kind of men were both like, okay, I don't know what the hell to do with you, but we're going to f- try this out. Well, I mean, you definitely complement uh, <laughs> each other, and actually that's where I was going to go next about how y'all met, because I know you both met at a, a Red Bull Music Academy yeah. situation, uh, yeah. summit. Um, tell, me, tell me about, like... <laughs> how Reina Tropical begins to be born. You want us to do that? Yeah, yeah. I like... Because uh, it was a bit drawn out, right? It wasn't yeah. immediate. Yeah, no, and I, and I kind of like telling that story because to me, I don't know about you, but like it, w- it was a real trip um, how that happened because I don't think if it was for that, we probably would have met. I don't know. No, absolutely I, not. Yeah, I don't think so. It was crazy. Um, but anyway, um, they, they picked 20 people who what they consider are like up-and-coming artists that they want to like shine light on. Sure. And uh, they picked me from L.A. and two other people from L.A. and they picked her from Portland and they put us in a camp in, uh, at Bonnaroo Festival in Nashville, Tennessee. And um, they introduced us all on the, the first night and uh, after they introduced us and we talked about it ourselves... Um, we played our, some of our music, too. We played some of our music and our inspirations. And then after that was done, we were all just hanging outside, talking to each other. Some people mm-hmm. left. And then me and her started talking. And I believe one of the, our first conversations was about Bomba Stereo For and sure. how we both like Bomba Stereo. We stood up to like 5 a.m. watching videos something. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then she was like, well, why don't we get into the studio and record something? That same night that we met. And we went to the studio, like, yeah. plugged in. And we started recording that first night. Um, and we recorded our first track. I think that's actually up on SoundCloud somewhere. Which one is it? Uh, with Happy, Col- Happy Colors. Oh, yeah, with Happy Colors. What? Was he, was he also yeah, there? Yeah, he was there. Yeah. He Wait, raps on it. What's it's, the name of this song? It's on, it's on it, my SoundCloud. Is it? It's yeah. on your SoundCloud? What it's is it called? called uh, Isn't it Revolución? Revolución. It's called Revolución uh, on Sumo Hair SoundCloud, yeah. And it yeah. has Happy Colors rapping on it. Yeah. And Fabi singing on it. He is rapping on it? Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. I mean, because I'm, I'm obsessed with Happy Colors. Oh, he's like, so dope. Because the thing is, like, it, it's the most ADD DJ set you'll oh, ever experience. Oh, for like, every sure. 45 seconds, it's a new for beat. Sure. And you're like, what yep. the fuck is yeah. happening? Yeah. He, and his personality is kind of like that, too. He's oh, a funny character. Yeah. But he stood up. I mean, we all stood up together, yeah. like, till 5 a.m., and he was rapping and There's actually whatever. video footage of, yeah, of all is. of us, like, uh, in the studio. That's and, cool. And uh, he's rapping. I ha- yeah, there's a video somewhere of him yeah. rapping. She's yeah. singing. And uh, we're all just having a good time. It's my first time, like, singing. Like, they both forced me to do it. Uh, yeah. The best creative partnerships happen <laughs> yeah. at 5 in the morning yeah. after some weed, after some yeah. drinks. I was like, know. someone get me a bottle of tequila right oh. now. Yeah. And, and they, it was Happy's birthday, too. Yeah, it was, it was Happy's birthday. It was Happy birthday. And uh, we saw, like, sunlight. You know, we were there till, like, 6 a.m. It was so fun. And uh, awesome. that song, Revolucion, uh, was our first song that we recorded. And, okay. Uh, and then we decided that we would, like, keep like trying to do something so she came to LA and uh, not for not for, not for us but I think just for I would just 
did I go specifically for us? No, you 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 said well next time I'm in LA we'll yeah. we'll, we'll record something. I just something. go there for she like my yeah. business stuff. She mm-hmm. shreds stuff every, like pretty much every month. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and one thing like she was pointing out, one thing that's like really interesting is that we don't rehearse or we don't write anything. Like we literally set up and we improvise every session. Yeah, and that becomes a track. Yeah. So when we uploaded our EP on on Spotify, those four tracks are really four sessions. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, I, you know what? You know what I want to do? I want to. I'm. I'm gonna shake things up a little bit. I want to play actually Revolución. Cool. Um, I think that would be cool. That you would know? be really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so again, this is Reina Tropical. This is the first track that they ever recorded. It's called Revolución. This is featuring Happy Colors, uh, from, incredible DJ producer from the Dominican Republic. Uh, and we'll be right back with more uh, Reina Tropical. What like that?
And the second song that we just heard there, again, we're still sending some love out uh, to Happy Colors. This is a, a, a song that he did with Vicente Garcia. It's called San Francisco de Macorís. Uh, but again, before we stray too far from, from your fateful meeting, I want to talk about so like uh, your creative process, right? So you were talking about how that first EP is... Um, uh, just kind of a bunch of like improvisation sessions. Yeah. So like, you know, walk us through that. Like, for example, like you said you'd never sung before, uh, Fabi. Like, I like sung in like my math rock band in high school. Yes. You know, and that's like super different. I, I, I got away from that because I, I just never want to be considered a singer. Mm-hmm. And be, because I feel like I've spent 20, 16 years, um, like, evolving my guitar skills sure so so I like never wanted to be a singer I didn't care and yeah and so now it's like here I am singing and and I really like it it's like it's very meditative and when we record um when we record I really try to just hone in on the moment like how do I feel what is around me like what is the energy around me like and let the words and the melody the melody is created like so naturally and the lyrics mm. just like kind of are I'm like vomiting them out into whatever it is I mean that's why my lyrics are very like one-liners are very short but I feel like the people who hear it can feel the moment that it was written right during because I don't I literally like almost don't even hear the song again it has that the, these songs have that moment in them you know there's, there's as, a like, sense of as like as like an extra instrument mm. yeah um, uh, you guys were telling me that this is the first time that you do an interview together. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Tell me about that, please. I it's, think it's because we live f- away from each other. They yeah. can never get us to like sit down. Yeah. And they hit us up for interviews all the time. But sure. our distance is just doesn't allow us for it to sit down together. Yeah. I mean, I think, too, it's like we said from the very beginning, like, you know what, let's just... Oh, yeah, we, we, wanna, we always said from the very beginning that, like, we don't want to put pressure on this. Like, mm. we want to do this because it's fun. It's, it's like, we're not going to be in the studio for, like, 20 days recording one song. Right. Like, you mm-hmm. know, we're, we're going to put out songs when we want them, how we want them to sound. And it's very much going to be on our own terms because, because we're, that's why we're doing this. Yeah. You know, we're, we didn't set out to do this to, like, be big or to make money or anything. We didn't even think anyone was going to listen to these songs. Yeah. So we just want to do it when we have time and when it feels right. Well, people started listening to your songs, I would say, hardcore, when you started touring with uh, Bombesterio. Yeah. Uh, was that at the end of last year or at the beginning of this uh, one? No, in December. In December. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh, of last year. Um, and, I mean, that's huge. That's hella major. Um, yeah. So, again, for the listeners at home, uh, <laughs> Reina Tropical were the opening act for Bombesterio on their, uh, tw- what, 20-city U.S. tour or something like that? Ten. It was a pretty... Ten? Yeah, but it was, yeah, it was their biggest tour that they've ever done. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, how did that happen? If you can say. Uh, yeah. Um, and what I'm... i sorry. I'm just correcting myself. Biggest tour that they've done in the U.S. Yeah. Um, but how did that happen? So, oh, my God. I... Um, basically, like, I will set the scene up for you. I was actually, unfortunately, really hungover that day. And I was, like, 
going on a hike to try and like take it that toxin those toxins out of me before I like started my hike I opened up my Instagram checked the DMs and Lee Liana was uh-huh. in there Whoa. being like hey I saw I heard your song on Spotify and I really want to do a track with you um, and like let's let's get together like cool. what's up and I literally like fainted um, <laughs> because she's a huge inspiration to me, you know, and Bomba Stadium in general is a huge inspiration to me. So that was insane. But then like, you know, we started talking and it was really chill and it was awesome. I could tell we were, you know, the collab- collaboration was was maybe in the future. And then kind of out of nowhere, she was like, hey, maybe can you guys go on the tour with us? Um, and I was like. Clears yeah. out entire schedule. <laughs> exactly. Well, they didn't actually end up hitting us up until like two weeks before, or like a week before Damn. the tour. And we had never played live before. Ugh. So we had never played live before. And so we, because we never intended to play live, period. Right. So I was like, okay, this is my worst nightmare and my dream come true at the same time. And then he came out and we literally put together our set in 48 hours. And like, I relearned all the parts, and he figured out all kinds of stuff, and so that's the story. And then we played our very first show to, like, 2,000 people in Seattle. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just that's... In front of our favorite, like, one of our favorite bands. Las cosas de la vida, no? Um, uh, tell me a little bit about navigating this, um, this long-distance sort of relationship. I mean, again, your first show was in front of 2,000 people. You don't really get the growing pains of a, of a normal band, you know? Like, of, like, yeah. starting out small, growing steadily. Like, you were kind of just thrust into this major we, uh, opportunity. We also, we also don't have the mentality of a normal band, you know? Mm. Our mentality is different. We're not trying... Like like I said earlier, like, I feel like a band maybe, maybe will do whatever it takes to, like, do this and do that and play shows and, like, play to two people and, and like, a dirty basement, like... I've been I've been in the music industry for a long, long time, mm-hmm. you know, and I've I've gone through all of that. I've played like grungy shows to two people for no money, like, and haven't eaten in like two days, you know. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that anymore, <laughs> like, period, you know. And he's not going to either. So for us, it's like if it works out, it works out, yeah. you know. And the opportunities are coming to us. Clearly, we're making good music, and so we'll keep making the music. But you know, I don't think. We're, we work really hard and we'll keep working really hard, but we're not going to do anything that sacrifices our well-being. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> how, what, how did you feel on that tour? I mean, like, what did you learn about yourselves? I learned, well, Go I think we, mm-hmm. we learned that uh, we just, like, even though we weren't prepared for that moment, that we, we, we had kind of worked our way to that point. Like, yeah. Some people might see it as, like, even though we've been only playing for eight months, like, they might think, like, well, you guys are really lucky. Like, you guys got really lucky. Your music is, like, it sounds really dope, whatever. But, like, she's been playing the guitar for a very long time. Yeah. Very talented. And, you know, even though I've only been producing for six years, it's been every single day. And yeah. it's been many, many hours. And mm-hmm. I felt like when we worked together, like, it just, like, it it just kind of, like, it was just naturally for us. Mm-hmm. It was natural for us to, like, come up with something really dope and interesting. Yeah. Um, and there's we'll, a lot of hard work behind the luck. There's a lot exactly. of hard work. <laughs> exactly. I, th- I think people think sometimes that we just got lucky, but I think we've been working really hard for that moment. And yeah. then, um, and then, you know, when we were asked to go on tour, like I, I felt like 
we already had it in us to just make it happen. Yeah. Um, Everything that we do have just has just been so spontaneous. Mm-hmm. Everything that we, like, if we we have we have opened ourselves up to allow whatever energy needs to happen. I know that sounds like really strange and kind of like okay hippie, but <laughs> like for real, like everything. I feel like we have done, we did all, we've done all this work on like a skill level, but now mentally and energetically opening ourselves up to like let other other people guide us, yeah. you know, and be like, all right, well, we don't have we don't necessarily have any expectations, and therefore we have kind of nothing to lose. That's fair. Yeah. That's I mean that's a that's a good approach. I mean it's just like you know I. I I always say, like, you know, just obviously, like, you don't want to wait for everything to happen. But when you see a window, jump through it, you know. Right. Um, That's amazing. Uh, Let's go ahead and listen to a little bit more music before we wrap up the show. Uh, Up next, we have a song called uh, 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 Casablanca. This is by Guayaba. Uh, You were very eager to highlight her, um, uh, Fabi. I know that she's from Seattle. I think she might be Dominican or or Venezuelan. (laughs) Like, I always forget. I, I feel like... We played her once on the show, and I was like, completely got her like, yeah. you know, background wrong. But t- <laughs> tell me, tell me about Guayaba. Well, Guayaba, um, I think that again, like I was saying, you know, it's important to build our community in the Pacific Northwest as right. as people of color. And Guayaba, you really don't hear, period, the perspectives of uh, Afro Latin Latinx, as as Sumo, you know, was saying. And so it's um, and so. Guayaba's music is not only really, really special and really amazing to listen to, but I love how she incorporates these points of Latinx culture and African American culture, right. and like does it really seamlessly and in a, and you know and um, in a way that people can relate to and people can attach themselves to, but also in like this active political kind of like this is who I am. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and listen to that now. Again, this is Guayaba. The song is called Casablanca, and we'll be right back uh, with more Reina Tropical. Take one leg, why? And I will not look back. I 
Ya se lo han cargado And the second song that we just heard, again, this one is by Sumo Hair. Uh, well, not, not by Sumo Hair, but like this is one of your choices. Uh, this is Mano Negra. The track is called Guayaquil City, a classic. classic. Um, you said that this he was uh, Mano Negra is a huge influence. Yeah, if I had to pick one artist that has influenced everything, musically speaking, um, for me, it has been Mano Chao. Mm. Mano Chao, I mean, it's basically, I've learned so much about um, making music through him. I've heard Clandestino, the record, like, a million times and I right. find little bits and pieces that I didn't know existed like it took me years for me to like catch it uh, in Proxima Estación Esperanza I've learned so much about recording sampling like he's just like a genius musical genius and an act cool act he's activist too very cool yeah I mean and that's so much of, of, of what he does uh, actually I mean I, I want to ask you about, about your new record and, and all that jazz but uh, just going back to the activist point just one more time um, you know the US right now is in a very interesting social and political 
uh, place. And again, like you, you, you're both maybe not necessarily coming at it from the confrontational point of view, but like very much about uh, uplifting community. Uh-huh. Um, tell me about like some of like the the um, organizations that you guys are supporting right now, or like th- you know, um, I, I don't know, like things that you want to bring attention to, or. I, I just think that in general, like, the number one thing... I mean, obviously, music is a connector, right? Music right. is what we can relate to as a human species. Mm-hmm. But I think that number one, first and foremost, like, we need to build strength within our own community. Absolutely. And, like, if we can do that, then, like, then we're forming an army, right? And, like, we can keep we can keep supporting, like, our voices being, like, heard, but also, like, the, our fight as, like, a... Yeah, as an army, you know? And I feel like that is the number one thing to be doing from what I have, like, from, from what I'm able to provide. Absolutely. You know, so, and I don't know if you feel that way, too, yeah. but, you know, that's why we're very much, like, I, like, for example, I just feel like it's so important for me to be seen as this, like, kind of gender-fluid, neutral, almost masculine, taking, taking like, taking this machismo culture and turning, turning it into this, like, um, female empowerment. Right. You know, like, on stage, I want to be seen with my guitar. I want to be seen with my sobrenero. Yes. Like, I want to be seen as, like, m- what my grandfather looked like. Yes. You know, because I know that he did fucked up shit, but I want to take that and turn it into, like, and turn it into empowerment mm-hmm. and turn turn that energy into, like, here's a look. It's now, you know, it's now... It's not mine. Well, it's also a way of us as oppressed community yeah. uh, of seeing ourselves in a position of power. Yeah. And like being like, this is possible. This is real. Exactly. It's not just a, a I, I don't know, satire. And it's possible to be a, in a position of power and do good. Yes. You know? So. Very yeah. cool. And also, yeah. like, I, I mean, at some point I wanted to mention, like, your on stage look is my shit. Like, Thank I'm you. obsessed <laughs> with it. I like have this big old tejana that I've been like yeah. that I run around with. Everybody's like yeah. making little Nas X jokes while I'm Hell out yeah. here, but yeah. it's like definitely like yeah. I live for that. And and your suits are everything. Thank I you. want them so bad. It's about to we're about to go up on that suit level. Yeah. Sure. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? About just yeah. about like act, you know. Yeah, I mean, oh, I'm sorry. A, yeah, no, yeah, I know. Bro. Um, no, I'm a big advocate of of like of what Fabi's pushing in, like you know, like you know, being a male. Like I think it's important for us to like step. Back Back now and let women talk and let them take over. You know, sure. like um, everything that she says. Like I'm 100 percent like. Um, and we about talk it. about this stuff all the time. Like, um, I've learned so much from her. You know, like I've learned to just like just listen. Yeah. And and you know let her let her say whatever she has to say, and then um, yeah I mean it's it's um, as far as like uh, what organizations are we like you know working with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been it's, the the project is pretty fresh and our distance kind of gets in the way a little bit. But I think the future is to be um, more active, have a more active role totally. in, in doing like maybe fundraisers and doing stuff. Sure. Um, I think it's in the works. I mean, it's just a matter of time now. But um, is I there think, anyone that you like really like that you feel like our listeners should be aware of and and maybe can support? I mean, I think that I I would say that there's uh, so many organizations out there. Yeah, and. And there's a lot of different issues to, to you know, I, I, it's hard for me to attach myself to any one organization. Fair. And so 
Therefore, I don't have necessarily any recommendations. Any endorsement? Yeah, hey. I would say that. But what I do, I do think people should do is to really hone in on what they're passionate about. Because if you're not passionate about it, then you're not going to seek it, mm. and there's no, you're not going to do anything about it. Yes. So you know, like I definitely hone in on what's really important to you, and then do the really real research about what you can do and what organizations or what volunteers or what support systems you can align yourself to. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so again, this episode will be dropping uh, just a, a few weeks after your new record uh, drops. Uh, tell me about this. It's an EP, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me about this new EP. Tell me about like the sounds, about the inspirations, how, how it got made. Um, Does it have a name? Start, do you want me to start? Yeah, I'll, I'll say. Um, I'll, you know, like... Uh, our, 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 the first EP that we dropped was never intended to really be heard by that many people. It was just kind of like our personal project. Sure. And this one, um, I feel like we put a little bit more effort into it, and I actually really like it. Yeah. I think I like it even more than the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a lot of feeling to it, and yeah. I think a lot of people will be able to relate to the the words and, and the music. I mean, it's it's it, I'm really happy with it. I'm excited for people to hear it. Um, everything is done in-house. It was, it's all, it was all mixed, arranged, and, and mastered by, you know, by us. And, like, um, we just believe that we can, we can get that sound ourselves for now and, and just, you know, put it yeah. out. Um, we did record, I would say, like, most of it in Colombia. Yeah. I, I want to talk about that experience yeah. because the more that I thought about it, I realized that, that the experience and the whole... the. Um, the name behind it is very much related to how we work. So the name of the EP is Soli Lluvia. And cool. um, it was reco- a lot of the songs were recorded in Colombia. We went to Colombia in April to play um, Baile Sagrado, which is uh, Liliana's from Bomba Stereo's uh, festival and her hostel. Wow. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And, uh, not in Santa Marta, but near that area. Yeah, right. Yeah, in the Santa Marta area. Yeah. So uh, Magdalena. So... Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we were there, and it was already a life-changing experience as soon as we set, because we are so inspired by, by, by Colombia. Um, and so being there for the first time was, like, magical, just stepping foot in it. But as kind of we con- continued to, to be there, more and more inspiration came up, and, you know, we were connected to, to a lot of the people that inspire us, period. But um, the, the thing that touched me the most was that kind of out of nowhere, we decided to take a walk and we stumbled upon um, the Mendiwaka River, mm-hmm. uh, which is, faces the Caribbean Sea. Mm-hmm. And it like I feel like in those moments when we kind of walked into that water and like enveloped ourselves in it, our lives changed. And we then the next day experienced the first rain of the season. It hadn't rained in about a year, and mm-hmm. there was a, oh, wow. a drought happening, and we experienced the first rain, which I felt was really special and magical. And um, and it's kind of just about that experience and about experiencing nature and in this kind of spontaneous way, you know, stumbling upon it, being in it uh, when when you and and our lives changing kind of out of nowhere. Um, so it's like. Yeah, the, the the EP is about our experience there. It's kind of like an ode to to nature and to, you know, the heart of our world. Awesome. Yeah. I, I know that you guys said that the uh, the EP was uh, produced uh, 
by by you. Mm -hmm. um, are there any collaborations? Is Liliana dropping in? Not yet. She did yet? sing, kind of sang live with us. Oh well, when no, not for this album, but when we played at the oh, thing, yeah. she she came on stage and played. Uh, we like to do this cover, Que Bonito, from Bomba Stereo. Uh -huh. And she came on stage and sang it with us, which That's was so awesome. Cool. But no, no collaborations no um, on this album. It's just us. Still minimal, still. Yeah, and like, we, we recorded it. We were staying in this like little hut, and we recorded the song, some of the, a couple of the tracks, when like it was raining, and you could hear the rain from exactly what I'm talking oh, about. Great. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, and we just like literally just like how you're setting up your podcast situation, we set up our recording situation. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's super yeah, it's just very DIY. <laughs> how how long were you in Colombia? Ten days. How long did the EP take to record about those ten days? I mean we recorded like two at your house. Yeah. And then like three or four in Colombia and then two more at and then one more at your house no? I think so something, something like, like that, that. Something so it's like still that. like very heavily inspired and, yeah. and influenced by, by the experience did you yeah. get to travel anywhere else in Colombia? we went to Barranquilla, Barranquilla. oh cool yeah. shout out Shakira's homeland uh, <laughs> yes it was yeah. had a blast oh yeah it, it was, was life changing wild. I you know I think that like there's no words I think that can describe our experience there I think that the record should speak for Absolutely. our our experience uh, which is like really a turning point for our, our us and our music I think very cool yeah well we're about to wrap up this awesome interview and again thank you so much for taking the time to speak yeah. with music me today video. I, I was gonna because <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're closing out with No Me Quieres which is yeah. uh, again by, by time of recording this is gonna be your new single um, and there's a music video uh, coming out to accompany this single uh, tell me a little bit about No Me Quieres and about the video yeah um, well No Me Quieres um, No Me Quieres is a song that like when we play out everyone sings to okay. it like they know all the words. It doesn't matter. We've there hasn't been one show that we've played where someone doesn't know the words to these, this song. So we decided to make a music video because it's very much representative of our queer love in Afro Mexico mm -hmm. uh, vibe and mentality. And do you want to talk a, lot, a little bit about the actual music video? I mean, or do you want me to? Go for it. Okay, yeah. cool. So basically, <laughs> the music video is about two women who are in like turmoil with their relationship which is what the song is about cool. um, it's like don't tell me that you love me uh, because you're about to leave me also and so um, the star of, of the video is Diana Diaz and she is a woman from um, Costa Chica on the Oaxacan side okay and um, and her f yeah and and so we wanted to tell her story um, and as well as represent like like I mean, actually, this relationship is actually like a real relationship that my my friends kind of. I was like last minute the day of. I was like, can you guys be in this music video? And they were like, oh yeah. And then I was like, oh, you guys are actually in this relationship where you're like trying to figure out whether or not you're gonna be together. <laughs> so it was definitely kind of awkward, and you'll see. But it's like a really beautiful story. Was the video shot in Mexico? No, it was shot in LA. Okay, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, well, uh, we're just about wrapping up. Uh, before we go, can you let our listeners know where uh, they can find Reina Tropical on social media, where they can listen to your music? Go ahead. Yeah. Um, they can check us out on Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, uh, social media, uh, Instagram. Very cool. They can message us there, leave us a comment, and listen to our music. Are you on Bandcamp at all? Yeah. 
Bandcamp, yeah, SoundCloud, um, and Spotify. Fantastic. And I, again, I'll remember, uh, remind you all, dear listeners, that Bandcamp is the platform that gives artists the largest slice of income if you purchase music. And you can also purchase merch and other things on there. Uh, so please support uh, independent artists via Bandcamp put money in their pockets. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, I, I want to take this moment to remind you all that my name is Richard Villegas and this is Songmas and my guests are Reina Tropical. Uh, you can listen to us on all your favorite podcasting platforms at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Um, you can find us uh, across all social media uh, just at Songmas. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, if you want to send us a message uh, directly, uh, email us at songmasmusic at gmail.com. Send us, you know, uh, the artists that you've been bumping lately or, you know, you want to be a guest on the show? Would love to talk to you so please feel free to write us keep the dialogue open uh, we have a weekly playlist called bops that we always link to and the show notes um, and if you want to give us your love and support uh, feel free to give us a five-star rating on again whichever platform that you're listening to us uh, or a comment that helps uh, bring visibility to the show um, and if you want to support us financially uh, we have a small online store songmess.threadless.com uh, and you can buy uh, you know apparel or uh, just other little fun knickknacks with our logo uh, which was designed by fabulous Chilean and designer Osvaldo Rive. Um, uh, and again, everything that we've discussed today will be linked to in the show notes, including the video for No Me Quieres, which is a song that we're about to listen to. Um, and yeah, I mean, thank you so much, guys. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Uh, is there anything that I may not have uh, touched on that you, we want to include before we go? I don't think so. No? Just sending love and lots of noise from this hostel. Yep. <laughs> uh, the, again, the song is No Me Quieres. My guests are Reina Tropical. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you guys on the next So oh.